We have a final two. Good evening, everyone. I'm TJ Perry Moonves, and welcome to Big Brother Coaches Edition. Ryan didn't survive to see another day. Kirby and Nick ran the house from day one with the Saban squad, and they stood tall as the final two. Now, it's in the hands of the jury. Live from the Palace on the Prairie, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show 2022 Top 25 Countdown, brought to you by criminal defense attorney Carter Jennings. Get the defense you deserve with Carter Jennings Law, 405-659-7221, or visit carterjenningslaw.com. Now, with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Yeah, big thanks to Carter, by the way, for again sponsoring the countdown this year. The Carter Jennings Law Firm, folks, if you get in any kind of trouble, right, Drake? Any kind of a trouble. Um, or you think you might want to get into trouble. No, don't do that. Just uh, call the Carter Jennings Law Firm. Carter Jennings, longtime friend and fan of the show. And uh, once again, the sponsor of the Top 25 Countdown this year. And we highly appreciate it. We're almost done. Drake, we got now and tomorrow, and that's it. A couple of big-time guests coming our way on tomorrow's show, by the way. So, uh, double eviction. We just had the number three-ranked team last hour. Drake, go ahead and hit the fight song. At number three, we had... The Ohio State Buckeyes at three. Drake, other than OU, other than Boomer Sooner, what's your favorite fight song? Uh, it's probably either Michigan or Notre Dame. Yeah. Those are the top two. I mean, those, those aside from Boomer Sooner, like that says college football to me. You know, who's got a great fight song, but we can no longer support. Uh, is that team in California? Mm -hmm, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, they've, they've got a great fight song. Unfortunately for me, or I guess fortunately, uh, yes, that is a great fight song, but having been somebody that attended that uh, 2004 national title game, uh, after having you got your that, fill? yeah, I, I've heard that song <laughs> enough. It, it got beat yeah. into my skull in that 05 Orange Bowl. No, thank you. That ruins all fight songs when you're on the other end of it yeah. being shoved uh, into your face. Yeah. All right, which brings us to right now. Only two teams left. Drake has already uh, kind of ruined it for all of us, but here we go. The number two ranked team in the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is... Oh, oh I'm just kidding. That's you. Who's that? That's you. I was going to say that. Go ahead, hit number two. You're playing with our emotions, Drake. I was half paying attention, and I was like, hang on a second. That doesn't sound right. The Georgia Bulldogs come in at number two. The champs. The champs. The Georgia Bulldogs did it last year. They went and won them a national championship in Indianapolis over the Alabama 
Crimson Tide, and then they partied hard afterwards. Good morning, my friend. How are you feeling this morning after that incredible performance last night? Have you had a chance to get any sleep? Uh, you know, a few hours. Not many. Uh, <laughs> I've been, been wondering about... Uh, yeah, no, not many. <laughs> He's back. Stetson Bennett, by the way, is back for his 17th year of college football. Amazing. The that has always, to be a record, right? Yeah, absolutely. The always underappreciated quarterback of Georgia just doesn't scare you. But, man, he was great in that national championship game. And no reason to no reason to dock them for him now. He's led them to a national championship. Is he going to be a high-round draft pick? No. Is he electric? No. But, obviously, he can get the job done because he just got the job done. The question for Georgia this year is, how will they do in reloading? They got absolutely uh, pilfered by the NFL draft. However, they have recruited very, very well, and they are now buoyed by the fact that they are national champions. This, can they get over the hump? Can they beat Alabama? All that talk is now out the window. Georgia is carrying itself with a new bravado. But there are some big-time question marks. On offense, Stetson Bennett is back. Uh, His two most reliable ball carriers from a year ago, Zamir White and James Cook, are gone. But he's got two really good players there, Kenny McIntosh, Kendall Milton. They'll be fine on the ground. Big-time pass-catching crew, although Jermaine Burton, how about this guy? Jermaine Burton, after Georgia wins the national championship over Alabama, goes into the transfer portal and transfers to Alabama. Ouch. Um, But they've got a bunch of guys who can go get it at wide receiver. Adonai Mitchell, a hero of the national championship game, one of them, he's back. Eric Gilbert is a monster. I don't know if he's a tight end or a wide receiver, but he is a he is a star. He's back this year. Most of the offensive line is back. Stetson Bennett, as I mentioned, is back. I, they're not as dynamic as Ohio State on offense, but their defense is so good that they don't have to be, and they're still really good. They can run it. They got a big offensive line. They got some stars at wide receiver. And they got a quarterback that just doesn't make a bunch of mistakes. Defensively, ton of talent to replace, but a ton of talent returning as well. Uh, the defensive line is probably the area of most concern just because they lost so much talent there. But they also have maybe one of the top five draft picks in next year's draft on their defensive line this year in Jalen Carter. He's a monster. But Boy, they had some big boys up front last year that all uh, are now going to be in the NFL. So we'll see exactly how good, if they'll be as good as a year ago up front. It could be hard to believe they could be as good as a year ago. Linebacker crew, great. Nolan Smith and Robert Beal both chose to come back. Secondary should be great as well. Keely Ringo got the game-sealing play in last year's national championship game. He's back this year. Kamari Lassiter probably going to get that other side. Chris Smith, fifth-year senior at safety. The back half of the defense should be rock solid. Question mark is the defensive line, and it's not really a question mark. 
The question is, how close can they come to being as good as they were a year ago? Because last year was an all-timer of a defensive front, not just in Georgia history, in college football history. But Georgia's going to be really good on defense. And the schedule's fascinating. They open with Oregon. Now they get them in Atlanta. This is their former defensive coordinator returning now as head coach of Oregon. Be a lot of emotion in that game. But the game is in Atlanta. It'll be an overwhelming Georgia home crowd. I think Georgia will win that game. I watch it. It'll be fun. Actually, it's the same time as our game. It's a 2.30 kickoff on ABC. I'll be interested in that game, but I'd be surprised if Georgia doesn't win it by double digits. And then, Drake, for an SEC schedule, it's really not bad this year. They don't get from the other side. They don't have to play Alabama, Texas A&M, or LSU. I mean, it's a good schedule, but for an SEC schedule, it's not rot with games that you go, oof. I mean, here it is. Samford at South Carolina, Kent State at Missouri, Auburn between the hedges, Vandy, the Florida game, but they get them in Jackson. I mean, that game's in Jacksonville, and uh, Georgia's better than Florida. Tennessee at Mississippi State. At Kentucky, back-to-back, maybe one of those two is a little tricky. And then they finish with their Georgia Tech rivalry. There's not one in there. I mean, I mean, who's even – I'm trying to look through. So Oregon's ranked. Auburn is ranked, but they played them at home. Florida, in some polls, ranked. Tennessee at the bottom of the top 25. Kentucky at the bottom of the top 25. It's not a knee-rattling schedule for Georgia this year. It's perfectly plausible that they are unbeaten at the end of the year going to an SEC championship game. Maybe one loss and still going to an SEC championship game. Uh, I think Georgia's right back in the mix again this year. Drake, Georgia at two, too high, too low, or just right? Uh, just right. I mean, you mentioned all the losses that they had to the NFL on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, eight guys drafted off of that defense alone. Three guys on the defensive Ooh. line in the first round. Uh, that's a lot of talent to replace, but uh, Kirby Smart has a extremely, uh, I mean, as good as anybody except for Nick Saban as far as uh, recruiting defensive talent and coaching that talent up. Um It'll be interesting to see how it is reshaped with a new D coordinator since Lanning is at Oregon and what type of juice Georgia has for that game in the non-conference as well. Um, Offensively, like you said, uh, you've got playmakers there with a guy who has won you a national title before. Um, The schedule, it's very manageable. Um, Really, like I'm looking at the schedule right now. You mentioned there's – some fringe top 25 teams. The schedule I'm looking at, I think it's got the AP top 25. The only AP top 25 that it's got on this schedule right here is Kentucky, uh, aside from Oregon. That's, we don't that's care about the conference. AP on this show. Yes, All that we, we care do. about oh, is the yeah. T-Row in the morning show that's top right. 25 right. college football. Uh, okay. But Kentucky, aside from Oregon, the only top 25 team yeah. on the schedule 
right now for it's Georgia. It's very manageable for an SEC schedule. Um, right. Yeah, one loss maybe, and they're still in the SEC title game, still have a very good opportunity to go into the college football playoff. And it's as it goes any year that Alabama does not win the national title. Whoever won it the year before, you have to prove it that you can go and win it again. Uh, and it's be like a, a game team of horse. that's in the college football playoff. You yeah. got to prove it. Yeah. Now, I mean, is there enough talent to do it again? Yes. Is they do they have the schedule to do it again? Yes. The question is, what will the impact of that national championship have on their program? Are they fortified by it? Is Georgia about to become a, a monster? Can they go back to back? Are they filled with swagger and bravado? And even better because of winning the national championship? Or are they complacent? Did they do it already? And we've seen this before. They just did it. Maybe they don't quite work as hard and they take a little bit of a step back this year. That's the whole question with Georgia to me. I know they lost a lot of guys and all that stuff, but golly, they've got talent upon talent upon talent between the hedges over there in Athens. So I fully, I will be surprised if Georgia's not um, in the playoff or in the SEC championship game with a chance to go to the playoff at the end of the year. Georgia at number two. Their play-by-play voice, his name is Scott Howard. He will join us at 8.05 tomorrow morning to tell us more about Georgia. And on tomorrow's show, we will also unveil team number one. Who could it be? Drake, I'm trusting you to keep it to yourself until tomorrow's show. All right? Don't let the cat out of the bag, please. Take a break. It is a Wednesday morning on the T-Row in the Morning Show. Georgia, our number two ranked team. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Final hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Drake Dyke and Toby rolling here with you. In this final week before the true kickoff to football season. I guess we have games wow, this weekend. what a don't shot we? at Nebraska and Northwestern. That's that right. Was. What a shot in the entire country of Ireland. That's right. That was by you. Mm-hmm. I meant it, too. Uh, this hour of the T-Row of the Morning Show has been brought to you by, being brought to you by R.K. Black. They've been in business since 1952. Quick math on that, T-Row, 70 years uh, give them a call at 405-943-9800. Find out how it is that they can help Stats Kelly help your, you with that? Uh, about... Uh, doing the math? Doing the math. Yeah. The birthday boy definitely knows how to do the math on that. Dennis, if, I, if I've if i got my math right, be sure to text me. If I, I got don't, another birthday for you today. Me. Okay. Uh, Porter Moser's birthday. Oh, how about that? Happy birthday, Men's basketball coach yeah. at the University of Oklahoma. Big day. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think he woke up on his birthday with more energy today, or is that possible for Porter? Um, I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's humanly possible. I do love whenever you you ask some like, uh, so what's what's the secret? Is it energy drinks? Is it Red Bull? Is it coffee? He's like, I don't do any of that stuff. No, I don't drink caffeine. <laughs> right. Just natural, man. Yeah. Which is amazing. Uh, 
Give RK Black a call, 405-943-9800. See how they can help your small or medium-sized business be more efficient. Uh, RKBlack.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. A lot to get to here, Mm -hmm. T-Row. No, Toby, I'd rather have Nebraska tired of OU-OSU games. That's from E-Man. I'm an OU fan, just FYI. Uh, so you want or like Coach speak? I like Gundy because he seems sincere and honest when answering questions. He does not do the coach speak. Yeah, he's highly entertaining. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, the the question is is whether when he, he's saying, well, no, I, I just don't see how it happens. When he, he's actively trying to say, no, we just can't put it on the schedule. You, you Like, I don't know that that actively helps your program whenever you're openly saying, yeah, we, we can't have that good of a game on the schedule in the non-conference. We just can't do it. Can't be done. No. Um, expect OU and OSU to meet in the NCAA baseball regionals after the SEC move. Uh, that yeah, that's going to wow. be – yeah, that's going to be interesting uh, because they will be available now to uh, meet in regionals, and you know how a lot of times the committee likes to try to keep that regionalized. And now, they did it less this year than in, in most years, but uh, TCU, for example, went to Texas A&M this year, um, and I think it's entirely possible we'll see Bedlam in an NCAA regional in coming years, which will be just off the charts. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Scientists have discovered a color darker than black. It's Coach Ryan Day's hair. Wow. All right. Uh, Can OU get Central Michigan on the schedule? I hear they're really good. The Chippewas. That's right. Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. Blind Sooner in Stillwater here. Listening to Mike Gundy comment, it makes me wonder how that's going to play out in recruiting. I wonder if four- or five-star recruits are interested in going somewhere where they're going to pay an easier – play an easier schedule, I think is what he meant, or where they want to go where they could become the best possible football player. I've always thought you get better by playing better opponents, but maybe I'm wrong. Good uh, question. I wonder if there will be some Oklahoma recruits that are disappointed by that, if not turned off by the fact that I'm talking about state of Oklahoma recruits that OSU's in on, that that's a negative if they're like, man, I would I would go there, but I really want to play Bedlam. I don't know. If I was a nail, I'd want to get the hammer off the schedule, too. Uh, obviously, oh, in that scenario, OSU being the nail. Thank you for explaining uh-huh. that to us, Drake. Uh-huh. Appreciate That's that. That's right. Uh, Gundy is just a mouthpiece for the Oklahoma State putt hurt. Wow. Uh, it's so aggy to not put on your big boy pants and say, we'll figure something out. We may not have to play two or three years till we adjust our schedule, but we need to get that game on. But they're just too insecure to say that. Drake, so sure it's Alabama and Georgia at one and two. Joke's on him. Toby's going to troll us and put USC at number one. No, we've already had USC at the countdown. Number 19 is where the Trojans landed on our countdown. Um, couple more here. before the We UTEP- have not yet, however, had UTEP or Kent State. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. 
Before the UTEP game, will there be any chance to meet you guys? A few opportunities, actually. Uh, first one being yeah. uh, at Rudy's next Monday night. That's right. Yeah, we'll be doing shows uh, every Monday night throughout the football season at Rudy's starting this next Monday night, 7 o'clock, the huddle. This week it'll be myself, Gabe Eichert, and Caleb Kelly. 8 o'clock, the Brent Venables show. Teddy will join me for that. So come on by. You can meet uh, all of the cast of characters, maybe even get some autographs if you'd like. Then, uh, Drake, let's see, Friday we'll be at Neighborhood Jam for the Joe Castiglione show next week. That's right. 6 to 9 a.m. if you want to stop by there and have breakfast with us. And then on game day, do we have a plan yet? Do we know? Can we announce it anyway? Um, We've got a plan. We are going to be at a couple places. You will be at Balfour of Norman like we've been for so many years now. Four hours out? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so 10.30 to 11.30. That's right. Myself and Teddy, right, will be at Balfour. Okay. It's still kind of up in the air where uh, Plank is going to be, but the plan is that he will be on campus somewhere outside, possibly. All right. We'll announce that soon. That's right. Uh, whenever we get full confirmation on that. And then, uh, yeah, uh, there will be and then the, the Tyler, network... uh, Parker, those guys will be out as well. So, And the Sooner Radio Network pregame show will start two hours out from kick, so that's 1230 for the opener next Saturday. And that is, uh, for home games, we're always at FanFest. They're just yeah. north of the stadium. Party uh, at the Palace. Ri- Party at the Palace. Big uh, stage there. And the whole crew, uh, Teddy, Gabe, Plank, and myself, I'm sure Drake and, and Stats and everybody will be there, uh, at least for the first segment of the show, at uh, 1230. So there's a uh, plethora of opportunities. By the way, a big-time special guest going to join us for every – I think it's okay for me to announce this. You know what? I'm going to hold off until I know the ink's dry. But a big-time – I think a big-time guest going to join us for every pregame show uh, this year on the uh, Sooner Radio broadcast. Which I'm very excited for, and I really, really hope that there is the technology uh, to make sure the delay button is on for this person, too. <laughs> we might need the delay button. However, it'll be worth the scare. That's right. And the occasional slip through, perhaps. Uh, so that announcement coming in, in uh, days to come. A uh, couple more here on the text line. Uh, the show is much better when TJ is gone. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Ouch. Thanks, uh, Mom, for texting in today. Uh, Nebraska, no question when it comes to the OSU Nebraska non-conference game question. All right. Uh, TJ says that UTEP is number one. Could be. Mm -hmm. Could be. be. They haven't been on the countdown at this point. So, Mm -hmm. Um, And then there is a... It's TJ's fault. (laughs) Uh, There is some not very nice... uh, uh, There's a picture that's been sent, a meme onto the text line. And it's, right. uh, Why don't you keep that to yourself, then? Yeah, it's it's not very nice. It's about how it is that you like your steaks. So, Oh. Okay. Very good. That uh, we have not. That topic has not gotten old yet, I guess, huh? Uh, no. Somebody else has no. made it their business how yeah. I like my steaks. Yeah. 
Okay. Now, now let's uh, let's tread. Uh, let's go over this topic again. Do you uh, prefer your steaks going, with or no without a one sauce? No, you don't want. No to reason. No, we're not going to open okay. up this wound uh-huh. again. Okay. Yeah. I'm just recovering. By the way, uh, T.J. Perry is uh, somebody's asking on the text line. He is at the uh, House of Mouse these next few days. So, regardless of what he said yesterday, he is spending all of his money. Uh, at That's Disney right. World right Dumping now. Dumping so. tons of money into the Disney Corporation as yep. we speak, yep. no doubt. But he will not get ESPN+. Plus. That's exactly right. Nick Saban got a raise yesterday. Kevin Durant is staying with the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, when we come back, I got some Heisman odds. Football season's right around the corner. Uh, some new odds rolling out yesterday on who may be the front runner to win the Heisman Trophy this year. Back after this. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. All right, I put the poll up. Let's see how this goes. Give me a prediction, Drake. Here's the question, okay? Go ahead. Make sure I worded this properly. Radio poll. After OU goes to the SEC, if you could pick one of these to play in non-con every year, which? Nebraska or OSU? What's your prediction on how this poll is going to go? I would say I feel like it's going to be, I'll say 65-35 Nebraska. I, I, I slightly in OSU. I think now Bedlam is a bigger deal to the majority, not an overwhelming majority, but the majority of people in this state. Not to mention I might get a few Cowboys that vote in the poll. So I'm going to say that uh, OSU slight victory. But uh, fascinating. I really I don't know. I don't know. You would definitely vote Nebraska? Oh, 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Boy, you really hate John Holcomb, don't you? Well, you know what? You leave the show in the manner that he did. It's a good point. It is insulting. So, yeah. Good point. Yeah, good point. people okay, don't so- forget, John. Good point. Heisman odds. Caesars. The favorite is? You want to take a shot at this? Uh, For Heisman? Yeah, who's the Heisman favorite? According to Caesars, out uh, yesterday. Oh, I don't know. Um, It would have to be Quinn Ewers, right? Um... (laughs) Look at you. (laughs) Come on, Drake. Uh, we got a third. We got twenty-two minutes left in the uh, show. I, I, I guess. Uh, gosh, why? What, I, Bryce I, Young. He won it last yeah, year. I, I would say Bryce Young. Uh, C.J. Stroud's probably up there. I would say Bryce Young. Coach K takes an L. C.J. Stroud is the favorite. Okay. At plus two hundred. That's two to one. So um, where's yeah. where's Young on that list? Well, I'm about to tell you, Drake. Okay, go ahead. Number two, the defending Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, uh, is second at plus 430. Okay. Hard to win it twice in a row. Very hard. USC quarterback Caleb Williams, third favorite to win the Heisman. Wow. Plus 700. And then it jumps way up. Travion Henderson, plus 2,000. Will Anderson... It's hard for a defensive player to win, and it never happens, but this guy might do it. He's an animal. Alabama defensive end, plus 2,200. 
Bijan Robinson, there's your Longhorn, plus 2,500. Who's not on that list that has a realistic shot of winning the Heisman this year? Watch uh, out for whom. Um, I think that a, a guy that you talked about earlier in the show, uh, wide receiver out of Ohio State, Smith Njigba, uh, is Hard somebody for that, a wide receiver to win it, too. Yeah, but it's something that has happened more recently than a running back winning it. So okay, okay, fair enough. Um, so I mean, I think that he has a realistic shot. It just just depends on how Ohio State does. If Question they, for they you. are undefeated, go ahead. Usually, you and TJ don't get along at all, mm-hmm. but I see here that you are in lockstep with your hate for Dylan Gabriel. So why is that? Was, why do you hate Dylan on, Gabriel? Drake? Hold Tell on, hold on. I was. Wow. I was going with the guy that you had mentioned earlier in the show first. Dylan Gabriel definitely has, to me, a better shot at winning the Heisman Trophy than B. John Robinson this year. I think that there's a high likelihood that B. John Robinson, if Texas starts out with, like, let's say they start out two and four or something like that, they go off to a slow start, that B. John just looks at the rest of the schedule and says, "Mm, you know what? No thanks. I'm done yeah. here, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Dylan has a absolute great shot to go be a Heisman finalist and to win the trophy this year. I mean, okay. it, it all yeah. depends on how OU does. And uh, we've seen time and time again OU quarterbacks doing well in Heisman races. So Dylan absolutely has a shot. That's true. It has happened a lot. Okay. Hit me with whatever text we need to get to. And then we got Chris Plank coming up last second. All right, let's see. Starting here, uh, I really liked uh, on Wisconsin until I found out it uh, it's the fight song for my kid's school. I'm sick of it now, uh, talking about <laughs> fight songs outside of Boomer Sooner, you like? My uh, school uh, on Nebraska, uh, my high school on Wisconsin was our fight song, too. I think it's almost every high school is fine. Yeah, it's, it's an a, easy it's one for a high a school band to play. Yeah, it's very easy. Uh, Jerry Jones already trying to get OU versus Okie State for the Cowboy Kickoff Classic. Okay. Um, where will Turkey Bacon be, the lake? Uh, no, he is, uh, he's at Disney World. <laughs> kind of. Uh, no, he's at Disney World. Let's just say that he's at Disney World. <laughs> That's what okay. I want to say, like as he's much as possible. World. He's at Disney okay. World. OSU is the correct answer on who we should play between OU and Nebraska. OSU is always ranked, and Nebraska is never ranked. It's about as close as you get to a guaranteed win against a ranked opponent every year. I mean, OSU always being ranked, that's a lot of recency bias. True. True. Uh there has early to, uh, early voting, by the way, already two hundred thirty votes on this. Fifty six percent OSU. Hmm. Hmm. I find that surprising, but Go ahead. I mean it's that's early. that's what you it's thought early. was uh, would be the early edge out. So I did, but it's early. Uh, 95% of out of conference games when we go to the SEC will be non marquee games. Uh, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. No, I, I, I think, think I think will be... continue to play one yeah. respectable, if not very good, opponent in non-conference play. Yeah. Uh, there has to be a notification on your screen that says "Go to a break" when my text comes through. Laughing emoji uh, from that same person there. 
Uh, prediction here on the text line is Nebraska 60-40. John and Morris votes for Nebraska. Um, I'd vote for OSU on the text line. Nebraska, larger brand is all it says. uh, This is a good question. This is a good question. Yeah. And last one here, don't sleep on Spencer Rattler. I'm expecting a nice year for him at South Carolina. And OU has a great history the past 20 years with quarterbacks. Gabriel has a great shot. Yeah, no, I, it's it's Drake that hates Dylan Gabriel, not me. Oh, I think well, Dylan hold Gabriel on, hold race. on. No, Spen- the problem for Spencer Rattler is South Carolina. I mean, I think Spencer has a chance to have a really good year too, but mm-hmm. his team is going to have four, five, six losses, I think. And so, yeah, I mean, history has has told us that you got to now anyway. We're not living in the Paul Horning days anymore. Now you got to have a team that's in the college football playoff hunt to be a Heisman contender, almost always. So that's the that's the problem, honestly, for Caleb Williams too, unless USC does something magical this year. Um, that's going to hold those guys back. So you almost got to think when you're at this point of the year, who's going to be at the in the national title hunt and who are their best players? That's who's got a realistic chance of being in the Heisman hunt. Speak. Anybody that's got two, three, four losses, no, ha, re- recently has not been in the picture. Speaking of guys uh, being in the Heisman hunt, I, I did watch the Manti Teo uh, yeah. documentary uh, from Netflix. And whenever they showed him on the stage with Johnny Menzel for the Heisman uh, trophy ceremony, I literally had to look up who the third player up there was. I was like, who is that guy? It was Colin Klein. Oh, K-State? Yeah. Man, I forgot he got that far. Yeah, I did too. Oh, he was. He was... <laughs> He was very tough, good. wasn't he? Yeah, man. Yeah, he was an he was a beast. Now he's their offensive coordinator now, right? He's the he's K State's offensive coordinator. I believe that's correct. Yeah. Wow. Okay, eight forty five. Chris Plank joins us to wrap up a Wednesday edition of the T Row in the Morning Show. Next, it's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer weekdays from nine a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. All right. Wrapping up a Wednesday show. A1 and McGriddle back with you. I went fast today, Drake. That must mean you were really good today. Chris Plank joins us now. Crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Hey, Chris, before we get into uh, whatever we want to talk about today, did you see the Rich Rodriguez Jacksonville State stuff on social media? I, I, I'll be honest with you. I forgot he was their head coach. Had no yeah. idea. I'm going to uh, – actually, maybe I'll just play this real fast. Let's see if I can pull this up. So Jacksonville State – Rich Rodriguez – I had no idea he was there either, so that makes you feel any better. Rich Rodriguez is the head coach now at Jacksonville State. They play Stephen F. Austin in week one, right? Who cares? Who cares? Correct. Uh, but apparently Rich Rod believes Stephen F. Austin has been spying on him. Uh, for this big week one showdown that the world's anticipating. So here's this little 45-second sound clip from Rodriguez's press conference yesterday. Pretty good source was true that they had a couple staff members at our spring game, which is kind of like that's not really supposed to happen. But um, we're we're making plans accordingly, you know. So if if they're over there thinking they have our plays or what have you or signals or something like that. We've changed things since the spring. Then we caught somebody trying to film something the other day 
and uh, first my daughter called Raquel saw him and then I then we caught him again saw him you know peering through there with his camera and I sent the biggest guy in our programs crew one of our assistant strength coach she's about like six seven three fifty probably benches like a uh, thousand pounds or something sent him up to bleachers to run him out and uh, that guy disappeared pretty quick Jacksonville huh. State and Stephen F. Austin. How, How about that? that? Yeah. Wow. Um, Rich Rodriguez. Stephen F. Austin is going to all uh, extents to win their opener, or Rich Rod has become just crazy paranoid. Incredibly paranoid. For, first of all, what a wild strategy to be like, well, you think you know it, but just so you know, we've changed everything. So you might think you have everything, but we've changed everything since the spring game. But what? A wild career art for Rich Rodriguez, right? That's not I mean, a great one. This dude was who Alabama wanted to hire instead of, well, before they hired Nick Saban, right? Yeah, right. He was, he had that job. He had that job. And then he gets, I guess, his quote-unquote dream job to go to Michigan. Ah, weird. His coaching tree is pretty wild, too, t Row. Um, because Arizona there's a lot of that. Is that right? He replaced. Yeah. Did he go right after Mike Stoops at Arizona, or was there a buffer in between? I think that? so. I think so. Okay. I think he was right after Mike Stoops at Arizona. So, and actually had a season where they went to what was then a BCS bowl. They went ten and four in his third year in Arizona and went to a BCS game. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Lost to Boise there. I'll never. I Arnie and I were doing that. the Arnie. Sp- yeah, Arnie Spanier and I, who do a show on Sunday nights on Fox Sports Radio, is an Arizona alum, and uh, I'll never forget Arnie was mad because they made a BCS Bowl and they were playing Boise State. It's like, I want to play a Blue Blood. It's like, <laughs> think, think you're just going to be happy that you're in a BCS game for now. But, yeah, weird career arc, weird story. And I don't – I mean, doesn't everyone pretty much know everything anyway anymore? I mean, isn't it – I don't know. Isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> the fact that Stephen F. Austin would be spying on Jacksonville State just gives me great joy. I don't know if it's true isn't that a or pretty not, good, but that's hilarious. Isn't that a pretty good trip, too? Where Stephen F. Austin is in Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. Jacksonville State's in Back Alabama. In yeah. I mean, that is mm-hmm. – I mean, that's, that's, a, that's Montgomery, Alabama. So, you know, you go – Nagadocious, Texas to Montgomery, Alabama. T Row, that doesn't seem like it's a very short drive. No, it's a it's a little bit of a hole. Yeah. Or a flight. Yeah. I don't flight, know. I just, that, that tickled my funny bone yesterday. How are you, man? What's up? I thought it was pretty funny. What's up with Chris Plank today? Um well today, so uh the schedule has kind of been a little bit reworked. You know, typically we spend our Thursdays at Cavens. We're out here hanging out with Gary and his incredible staff, Stephanie and Jessica grinding away. Uh we're with them on a Wednesday because we were slated to be out at soccer today because OU's got a big one coming up on Thursday night for soccer. They had a couple of scheduling uh, changes, so I think they went from practicing in the morning to practicing at night. So we're going to head out to soccer manana, and we'll be out at John Crane Field tomorrow. And so we're out here at Cavens today. And that's, you know, this is that's a big Arkansas one tomorrow. Arkansas tomorrow take on night? Arkansas. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Big one tomorrow night. Uh, keep an eye. There might be some fairly familiar ball girls. There might be a oh, plank oh, that has that. Re- nice. I think. I'll have to double check. Yeah, look out. Uh, and then they turn right around and get into Big 12 play. They got Oklahoma State on Sunday. So 
Uh, it, it's it's a fun time. The so campus I'm excited to go is out coming there. alive, man. We got we got soccer. We got uh, volleyball. Friday, I think, Friday is their night. home opener yep. um, or their season opener. Gonzaga. So mm-hmm. I did make one. I, I just want to remind everyone, those of us who uh, the summer in Norman, we get a little spoiled by the traffic, right? Uh, do not, by any means necessary, do not try to go down Jenkins during school day. I made that mistake yesterday. <laughs> um, it's uh, – <laughs> I complete. I guess I complete. And also, you know, you had COVID two years ago, and I think there were still some kind of distance learning and, and repercussions from it. Uh, Toby, I can uh, report not the case on campus in 2021. All right, all right. I mean, of people or 2022, around. excuse me. A lot of people walking around. It was, you're right, it was exciting to see, and I had plenty of time to see it because I wasn't going anywhere uh, <laughs> on Jenkins. So, And then you turn on Lindsay and you're not going anywhere. But I want to make this very clear. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. It's just it's part of the excitement, right? I got a question. Uh, it's another one of, those, one of those benchmarks. Yeah, go ahead. So we've thrown a radio poll out there. How would you vote when Ooh. OU goes to the SEC? If you could mm-hmm. pick one of these two to play every year at non-con, which would you pick, Nebraska or Oklahoma USC. State? Oh, um, <laughs> Oklahoma State. Really? I'd take Oklahoma State. Yeah, I mean, why? I I don't, I don't know. I just I like Bedlam. I think Bedlam is fun. Uh, I don't mind Nebraska, and I think it's a, a great rivalry, and and hopefully those games will, you know, be played a little bit more regularly, but. You know, I, I just think Bedlam's fun. I think it's fun in every yeah. sport. It's a, it's an in-state opponent. You know, I, I know how Drake feels about using the R word, rivalry, but to me it is, and it's fun. Drake I, voted I, for I, Nebraska. I like going, and yeah. also um, uh, uh, said he doesn't like Dylan Gabriel today. <laughs> You're making that one. Really? Gosh, what, yeah. a, what a day for Drake. Controversial but no, I, Drake. What would you vote? I, well, I I don't know that I voted. I think OSU is going to win slightly is my prediction on this poll. But right. I am interested to see because there's a lot of people that feel strongly that they're done with the Cowboys and they want the glory days of the OU-Nebraska rivalry back again. So I'm interested okay. to see how this goes. But you, which one would you pick? I'd probably pick OSU right now. I'd probably pick OSU. Ten years ago, I would have picked Nebraska. Today, I would Nebraska. probably pick OSU. Chris, have a great show. Have the best show you've ever had in your life today, Drake. Uh, Chris. We'll uh, we'll touch on this, this little poll question you got, because I'm curious to get Josh's take next. Appreciate you. Give me some content for the opening segment. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.